It's important not to get discouraged when a plan fails. Sure, you could sit around moping, or you could look at what went wrong and fix it. You can hide in the shadows and bide your time. As you wait, you may find assets that weren't available to you before. Tools, people, or knowledge can come along and interact in ways you never would have suspected. And when it's time for your plan to spring into action, if you've done everything right, it won't matter how much time you spend planning. It was an investment, and a wise one at that. Mm, Madia, are, are you in here? Yes, Nedrag. <laughs> Sorry, dear. What did you want to talk about? Oh, so many things. Come, Nettie. There is much to discuss. Best from afar? And far from the best. But it's better than good. Is good better quest? again to Good Better Quest. I am, of course, your Fungeon Master, David Hallman, and with me, as always, are my friends, and we're going to play a game of Dungeons & Dragons for your entertainment. Now, friends, listeners, various acquaintances, Deborah, previously on Dragon Ball Z, we delved into Moth's mind and found that one of her memories, of the few that she really had, one of her memories was false. It came to light that Madia Baltana, the Arcanum professor back at Fate University, may not be who she says she is. Also, the episode before that, you already got disintegrated uh, and then swept up into a shell a, a barky chitinous shell of a person and is now kind of a tree cat which is an abomination if anything. I am become the thing that I hate. Did you forget the part where Cash, I basically birthed Yardy Lefty Wheel. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. Cash Without is now Cash, my daddy. Cash is, Cash is I hate everything. <laughs> I hate I hate <laughs> Oh, I, w- I was leaning back too far to do that myself. I was like, that's a cash is everybody's dead. And I was like, I'm not leaning forward for that. <laughs> I got you, Doug. Hell it, yeah. It changed yeah. my body and came Mind out. meld, yeah. 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 And now David's ready to kill all of us. He's like, yeah, this was good. This was a good decision to kill everyone yeah. on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, I, f- I feel less bad about the things that are about to happen now. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's basically what happened previously on Dragon Ball Z. Oh, and then, and well, and then Moth left uh, using your scroll, and she left you with the airship. There is one thing that we just kind of breezed over that I want us to start the episode with. And that's Yardi's time in the Outer Plains. So, Yardi, we've rewound back a minute. You've just been disintegrated by Moth. And you are now in a very calm room. There is a small waterfall to your left. There's very peaceful music playing. It's like the lo-fi and chill beats. Am I naked? uh, Music playing. You are. Okay. My natural state. Yes. And in front of you is a sign that says, you're dead, but it's all right. Give us a moment. (laughs) Um, Yardi comprehends the sign and he looks around and he goes over to the little pool and just plays with the water, plays with the waterfall, just runs his paw through it. As he was being disintegrated, he did kind of come to terms that he was dying. So he knows that cash is still working towards their common goal. So he's, he's mostly at peace. Yardy's Yardy's doing good. Yeah. And he's okay with waiting. As you're standing there batting at this waterfall, you hear an unfamiliar noise or a noise that hasn't been there yet. And it's someone kind of, humming to themselves and if you look back you see that the wall that had the reassuring message is gone and now there is just a rather tall slender man sitting at a a tall desk that is about uh no not sorry not slenderman <laughs> not the t- Bar- not Barry the slenderman, slenderman. Uh, <laughs> a a slim man uh, with very sharp features sitting in a tall desk that's about uh, like at head level for Yardy. And he is looking at a book. And this book is strange because every time it's it's in a small glass tray. And beneath that tray is very fine black sand. And when he turns a page, that page turns into that black sand and falls off. And a new page is now on the book. Hmm. And he's looking at this, this book and he looks up and he says, Oh, hello. I'm Ethan. It's very nice to meet you. I'm, I'm the bookkeeper of the outer plains. Um, what, what's your name, sir? Uh, Yardy, Yardy stands up. He trots over, he licks his paw to clean it as he comes to stand before Ethan. He takes a very deep bow and he begins to purr very lightly so that he can hear that he's pleased to be here. Uh, He stands back up and he says, My name is Yardy Dribblejaw. I do believe that you will find I am the champion of Salune. I am dead. So 
is there anything that I need to do? Uh, do do I need to uh, slay something? Do I do I need to pray? I I don't know how to do. This is my first time dying. He he smiles and he says, "You know, we get that a lot. It, it's really okay." Um, let me just check you in. That's all I need to do. He starts scrolling through the book, his fingers wiggling. He does a turn of the page that again turns to sand as it uh, falls on the next page. And he says, Yardy Dribble Jaw? Uh, yes, of, of the line of Dribble Jaws. He begins to nod and he looks nervous. He says, you are not supposed to be here. And as as he says that, like you can you can see a little bit on the book. It's almost like it's writing more on the page that he's looking at. And he says, yes, no, 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 no. You're not supposed to be here. You're supposed to be on your way back to the school. And you're supposed to go after Lolth's leg. And I actually may have already said too much. He already turns around and he, he looks at the place that he's in again. He goes, that's fascinating. The There's only one problem. I am here and... I don't know how to fix that. So maybe check again. Uh, there is only one J uh, that maybe maybe that threw you off. Maybe there's another dribble jaw. He says, no, I'll be I'll be honest. There is only one yardy dribble jaw, which is congratulations, by the way. <laughs> That's pretty impressive to be the only person with your name. Yardy twists his whiskers a little bit and goes, well, I, I am quite the individual, but um, uh, that does not fix my problem. He says... Cool. We need to get you out of here. He begins to look at the page and he says, Okay. Okay, okay, okay. I think this is about to be solved. Oh, no. That's uh, that's not a word that I like. What does that mean? Well, and when he says well, the book turns completely to sand. And this big pile suddenly becomes a different book that opens and is being written as he looks and he says oh boy this is unmapped territory for me um Ethan uh, Ethan what does that mean it means that everything that was certain for a good while is no longer certain everything that that was going to happen that has happened over and over again he gestures to an unfathomable clock behind him that is made of quadratic spirals and blobs and he says everything that has happened and is happening all at once is in jeopardy and there is a loud strum in the air a loud bassy strum and you feel a tug on your chest, pulling you away from Ethan. And he says, okay, just please remember, back to the school, uh, uh, Lolf's leg, if, if, you know, just, just, that's all I can say. That's all I'm allowed to say. Fuck, am I the reason that this is fucking up now? Oh, no. <laughs> Yardy, feeling the, the tug on his chest, tries to walk forward towards Ethan, hoping that he can get away from whatever is pulling him. You look like you're moonwalking as you walk forward, but each step seems to bring you further backwards. And before you know it, you're back on the Prime Material Plane. You are in this uh, 
abominable tree body. And that's where you started that episode. So, and then we went into Moth's Mind. And that's what that was. And now you guys are standing in front of Moth's airship. And Siggy is looking at it, salivating. Just, she, <laughs> Moth gave you guys essentially the keys to the airship and she has taken them and you see her click a button on them and it goes whoop, whoop. <laughs> oh, oh I'm sorry were there other airships you're trying to figure out which one's ours where it's parked Siki looks at you and, and she says let me have this <laughs> you fucking cat <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you you guys have this ship at your disposal a ramp comes down to allow you onto it uh, and Siggy has made it quite clear that she's going to fly this thing. Is this like, uh, can you describe it for us? Like, is this like a Zeppelin sort of situation or? This is, I want you to imagine a pirate ship, uh -huh. but where the mast should be uh -huh. uh, are a whole bunch of tethers holding a hot air balloon above it. Ah, it's, it's like that. And then there's like some propellers on the back. It's very fantasy. Uh -huh. So it's not, it's not hydrogen is what you're getting at. It's not hydrogen. Okay. There will be no humanity today <laughs> for anyone. I love every once in a while Doug's purr laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Yardy boards the ship behind Siggy. The first thing he does is try to look for some kind of clothing because he is still naked. Yes. Uh, friend, here, uh... I did this to you. Uh, sorry, you're welcome, I think. Um, uh, here, why don't you take my cloak? At least you have something. Here you go. Cover your... Some of your bits. Um, not like we haven't already seen all of them. Yardy, we share a room together. And my god, you hate pants. I <laughs> Yardy takes the cloak, and as, as Cash hands it, he... He takes it and he gets a real big sniff as he wraps it around his body <laughs> and just begins yeah. to purr. And he goes, this this will do for now. I, I will find pants to make you more comfortable, but thank you. I, I'm very grateful for your cloak. Yardy's mission is to find clothes. Uh, does anyone else have an agenda on the boat? I won't direct to call a huddle. Okay. All right, so um, we all get together and um, uh, let's say it's in the galley. We're sitting around a table. And Durak looks around to everybody, and he's trying to gauge their steel by uh, like looking in their eyes and seeing if they if they look like they've got their shit together. He looks around the table and he says, "Um, all right, y'all, we done seen some shit today, and I need to know. We all need to know. We got the guts to finish this thing out. How y'all doing?" Siggy kind of looks and says, "What do you mean finish this out?" I mean that. Whatever happens next is liable to be as messed up as the things that have happened so far. And... Look, I... Even I'm even I'm a little shook about this, y'all. Well, you know, I'm out of uh, tree favors as far as I'm concerned, so please no one get disintegrated. Uh, I think I need a little bit of refresh time. I mean, who knows? Maybe another you know, long rest. He might offer up something else, but 
you know, let's, uh, let's keep it cool for a minute. Yardy's a tree thing now, so I, I don't think he can die now, right? I mean, you're <laughs> basically bark at this point. Um, Durag laughs because dogs bark. <laughs> to Barksy. To Barksy. Tree Barksy. Tree Barksy. Tree Barksy. Oh, God, God, it's worse. <laughs> just, keep, just keep building on it. Just keep piling it on. <laughs> Uh, keep, tree bark cedar. It just keeps growing. <laughs> uh, Yardy like a, sits a branch and leaf. Uh, Yardy sits between Cash and Durak, and he has found pants in the time it took to get the huddle. So he's he's just wearing pants and a cloak. I will I will actually tell you, uh, you have found some of Mayor Buford's <laughs> old. Uh, clothes. So I'm wearing jodhpurs is what you're saying. You were wearing jodhpurs and should you choose a very nice blue jacket very much akin to that that Hamilton wore in the Broadway play Hamilton that definitely exists in our world, in this world too. I I don't think Yardy wants anything that might hinder the cloak from touching his fur. So I don't think he wears okay. a jacket. It's just okay. cloak cloak on shoulders, jod purse. No shoes, no hat. That's it. Nice. <laughs> Great look. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's the deepest V. He's got the cloak closed right at his yeah. belly button, so it's just <laughs> straight down. It's all V. <laughs> he, he sits between Durak and Siggy and Cash, and he just looks at Durak, and he loads around into the full moon boom and he closes it and he goes we're here to do what's necessary we'll see what happens but I guarantee you I won't get disintegrated this time one way or the other Siggy turns on the tape recorder on her hand and she says can I get that one more time <laughs> he he leans down to her thumb and he grabs it and he, he takes it and he <laughs> I won't get disintegrated this time. And he, he looks at Cash real hard by anyone's girlfriend. I mean, uh, I'm uh, never going to live that one down. What I. <sighs> Her and I are going to have many conversations about this, Yardy. I promise, you know, I. <laughs> I will put it on Reddit. Am I the asshole? Trust me. I will go through the whole yes. process. You know, I, I told you I had some bad feelings, and then I, I kind of felt like you were working things out, and we were becoming friends, and then I got turned to dust. So what what can I say? I don't know. My, my, my belly told me one thing, and then your girlfriend turned me into nothing. So I am going to go with my gut. Siggy slowly pulls her hand away and turns off the tape recorder. <laughs> That's a bit more than I needed, but okay. <laughs> Durak is satisfied after all this nonsense that everybody's on board, like that everything's okay. And so, and so he looks around the group one more time, and he goes, "Also, y'all, I reckon that if there's gonna be a curse again, it's probably my turn to have it. So, uh, that's all I'm gonna say about it. I mean, we're all sharing it, so." If you take a brunt force of it, we'll take it too. You're not alone in this. I cannot promise I can undo it, uh, as again, I did have to birth Yardy if we all forgot. 
Really wish you'd stop saying it like that. Listen, Papa is tired. That was took a lot out of Papa. <sighs> now he's Papa. <laughs> he's he's <sighs> Wait, are we calling him Papa now? <laughs> we are not. We are not doing that. Okay. No one he's is my doing big cash that. daddy, okay? Siggy. <laughs> uh, 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 just backs away and she says, someone's got to fly the ship. I'm going to do that. I'm going to go and do that and forget this conversation. Papa's proud of you, Siggy. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) How long does it take for us to get back to the school on the airship? It's going to take at least a day, probably two. I, I would like to tell the team about my experience in the outer planes. Mm hmm. And tell them everything Ethan told me about this is what we're supposed to do. And that we are supposed to seek Lolf's leg. I am, at, at the very least. So I, I think over over dinner or drinks or just in the downtime, Yardy probably brings it up every time we sit down. What, what, did, what, does, that, what does that even mean? I'm supposed to do? It's been written? I, is, is that how life works everything's already written and we're supposed to do this how did i end up there if i wasn't supposed to be there i'm i'm so lost and confused on this whole dying thing well you know from what you mentioned about um the entire book disintegrating oh sorry i should really stop saying that word that's probably not um, (laughs) a super fun thing for you to hear again um when the book disappeared and began to rewrite itself I can only imagine that's because I brought you back to life, which shouldn't have happened because you shouldn't have died. So sounds to me like we don't have to do anything. But getting Lolf's leg might be a good thing to do. But if you're implying that we take a detour or that we have to do other things, sounds like we can do whatever the hell we want <laughs> from my perspective. Are we gods? What happened to us? <laughs> well, well, I mean, clearly you are, but I, I believe that we we have at least one detour that we might need to make on the way into the school. Ooh, snacks. Pit stop. <laughs> <laughs> the Wawa? Yeah. <laughs> direct, direct side-eyes him and, like, barely contains a grin because he feels like this has got to be good. Yardy puts a hand on Durak's shoulder and he, he looks at Cash and he winks at Siggy. He goes, I, I would like to have a conversation with the one who was capable of bringing me back. I know we are in search of Lolf's leg and we're probably going to have to help Moth again. It seems that she has put herself at great risk to help us, but... I believe a visit with the Ristabeth might be in order before we continue our journey. Oh, I thought you was having a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to the woods, Durak. Siggy, Siggy is kind of shaking her head and and she says, Now I'm with Durak on this one. This is a bad idea. This is a bad idea. I didn't say it was a bad idea. I just said it wasn't a good one. Like, it could be worse, right? It could be worse. But it, it, it could have been a... Come on, Yardy. How could it be worse? How could it be worse, Zerak? Go ahead. Go ahead. The thumb again. The recording. <laughs> how could it be worse? All right. This how it could be worse. It could be worse. 
it could be worse if we showed up and it was about middle of the day and everybody got real hungry and nobody had no food. And then, then the reached Beth killed us. That's how it could be worse. Judge is one reason. That's just one, one way it could be worse. Siggy turns off the, the her thumb recorder <laughs> and she says, you know what? I set the bar too low. <laughs> I, I asked the wrong person. Yardy turns to Siggy and goes, why, why are you turning that off? He's onto something. Why, why would you not get this evidence? That's completely this, true. This is terror. Siggy <laughs> so says, all right, well, if you wanted a conversation with Cash alone, I'm afraid this is the control room and I can't leave. I can't say it's my favorite idea, Yardy, considering the... Uh, who knows when the Beth is going to come calling uh, for me... So going to its doorstep to remind it about how many favors I now owe it, uh, a little terrifying, but, uh, I've survived up to this point, and, um, I'm with Durak. I can't, it's not the worst idea. I'm for it. Siggy. 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 Cash. Fly. Fly us to the reef. You do it. Put in the coordinates. Whatever you need to do, let's do it. Come on, Sigs, let's do this. Come on, let's let's go to the woods for old times' sake. Yardy looks at Siggy, and he he just pulls up his tail that is now a vine, and he goes, "You'll appreciate it. I have some user manual questions for this new body." Okay. She uh she tilts the wheel just a little bit and says. I mean, you guys know the woods are, like, just basically attached to the school. We're going we're going to the school either way, but... See, then we're not even going to waste any gas or whatever this thing. Magic? Hot air? I don't know how this it's works. Fueled. It's fueled by a fire elemental down below. I've seen it. It's beautiful. You don't say. Yeah, sorry. I just, I'm very excited about it. <laughs> Oh, Siggy, your excitement level is terrifying to me. The things that excite <laughs> you frighten me. But I'm also engaged to a giant fade demon tree thing, so, you know, <laughs> to each their own. Night is approaching, and you, you will all need to rest. Would anybody like to explore the ship a little bit? It's a rather large ship. Yeah, I mean, Cash isn't gonna be sleeping... Super well, uh, I think excitement, nervousness, uh, doesn't want to fall asleep in Yardy, get disintegrated again, so. Yeah. Uh, I think if, if Cash falls asleep, it's purely just because of exhaustion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not because, yeah. He doesn't want to fall asleep. I will say, at some point walking around, Cash, you do pass what is definitely Moth's quarters on the ship. Oh, I'm going in. The bed is... I was about to say the bed is made. There is a shelf of books. There are pictures on the wall. There, there are like large maps and academic drawings of something on the wall. Yeah, I want to go investigate her room. Give me a an investigation check. Well, that seems about right. You sure not athletics? This seems. <laughs> now, uh, would you prefer? Is that higher? No. <laughs> you like looking around real stealthy, like. And like with agility. Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing like a backflip into the room. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a 12. 12. 
Okay. You're looking around. You see some books and things like that. The main thing you really notice are the notes on a desk against the wall. Is all these notes and a giant drawing of what is noted on the page as the Outer Planes. And you see a definition of, like, a description of the Outer Planes written on it, and it calls it a culmination of planes folded in on themselves like thin sheets of phyllo dough. And and you see this by looking at it. it. Its shape is beautiful and horrifying. Most planes are circular, and this one is, but is connected by strange energies in the middle and it's looking at it almost gives you a headache it's cosmic baklava i was damn it nolan i literally was about to be like "Mm, baklava (laughs) (laughs) various afterlives take place at once on this plane and each is connected to the next by a rising waterfall time moves differently there It's a constant loop with the beginning of of existence and the end happening every day all at once. To comprehend it, one would need to be a god. The plains of Jondal, Clockwork, the Endless River, and many more are seen on these maps. And that's that's what you see. Oh, this is... This is way too much for this hour. Oh my gosh. It's like... Okay, so the afterlife is baklava, and we're all just the pistachio filling? Like, I... Oh, this is making my head hurt. Wait a minute. Yo, is that what the filling is? Is pistachios? Yeah. Nuts, honey. Yeah, maybe. I didn't know it was pistachios specifically, sorry. Go right ahead. Phyllo pastry was a technical on the latest episode of the Great British Bake Off. (laughs) It was great. It was awesome. They all did good. The pistachios are amazing. Yes. Doug, is this why earlier today you knew exactly how it was pronounced? <laughs> I asked him about it, and he was like, "It's phyllo dough," because I said phyllo. No, no, I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been cooking for a long time. <laughs> I know, I know my way around a puff pastry. Yeah. That's a worldly person. He, he's that's right. A, yeah. you know. That's right. Interesting. Okay, so. It, it occurs to Cash that, like, looking at these documents that Yardi was there, and that I fucked it up. <laughs> Cat, it's like all these thoughts are occurring to him. Like, you know, it's probably about three in the morning, and it's just like, oh, oh, ooh, how? And then he has the thought again. Wait, am I God? Am I? Wait, hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, what happened? It, uh... hmm. Cash gathers up some of these notes because there's no way he could explain this <laughs> to to Yardi and, and Durak and Ziggy especially. Is there anything else? <sighs> anything else of note in the quarters? I remember when the hippo, when we fought that hippo guy, he had those crystal. Was it crystals from another plane or another world? Give me another investigation check. Ooh, another 12. <laughs> <laughs> you get the sense that there was more stuff in here, and it is gone now. If you had to guess, you think maybe she hawked it. Damn it. Damn it, Moth. You crafty son of a bitch. That's what I love about you. <laughs> thinking, thinking just like Papa. 
just <laughs> I hate when you say it. Now I hate it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're like it sucks, doesn't it? It sucks. It sucks so much. Anybody else want to explore anything? Yeah, um Durak is unlike Hash knows that he's got like a good night's sleep coming. Um and uh he is kind of he's at peace now. He knows he knows that there that there's some kind of action about to happen and he knows that like his he knows that all of his pals have suffered a lot and he's just ready to be there for them and, and be as, you know, helpful as possible. And so he does um, he finds a he finds a bottle of uh, of rum and it's not whiskey, but he finds a bottle of rum in the galley. And, um, and he, and he carries it around with him and he just walks the perimeter of the ship looking for any kind of weaponry or any kind of like cannons or anything like that, that might be on the ship. Do we see anything? You do find four cannons total, two on each side. Cool. And he makes note, uh, he's going to get, he's going to get Yardy to look at him in the morning because he doesn't know anything about cannons. As the like scene fades out on Durak, you see him sit down on the deck of the ship and um, put a uh, put a glass down and fill it full of rum and snaps his fingers above it and it lights on fire and um, and he begins to play whiskey patience. Can Yardy just go through the stores and see if we have any assets like what Moth left on this ship if there's like ammo for the weapons or food or rope or just you know whatever moth might have left behind there is rope there are dried goods as far as you know rations and things like that gorp um Mm -hmm, yeah mm -hmm, gorp mm -hmm. Gorp. (laughs) some gorp some cliff bars uh is that dried pineapple jesus okay (laughs) oh shit gosh he's bougie some uh (laughs) some fruit leather (laughs) some trader joe's fruit leather shit (laughs) Yeah. Fancy. There's LaCroix. Just LaCroix on board. <laughs> yeah. Name but brand. It's warm. You know what, though? I'll take it. Mm-hmm. You do not find any kind of weaponry. The room that searched before and found. I, I believe you found a gun, didn't you? When you went on it? the first time? No, that was in the lair under the mayor's mansion. That's right. You, But you did find a blueprint in the ship. We did. Right? Yeah. It. I would say in that room there were probably some gun tools but now there's, there's nothing. This is more things that she probably hawked and you cannot find any armaments. I, I know Siggy said that the ship is run by a flame elemental. Is there any like fuel or food that they feed the elemental to keep them going? Give me... You mean Arcana check? Just calcifer down there. Yeah. Eating like bacon strips that you. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That is a seven. You wouldn't know what fire elemental food is if it came up and bit you. <laughs> it's just fish flakes. <laughs> just, just fish flame, flakes. Flame flakes. <laughs> it's it's wood chips. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty yeah. good. I like that. Yardy is is satisfied at what he's found. He's he's come to terms that their biggest asset is the ship that they're on. Night comes, and you begin to dream again. Shit. Yardy, you are back at this biathlon, running through a labyrinth 
shooting fish in a barrel. Except this time, you have competition. There's someone next to you, a black figure, also running this. Give me an attack roll. Uh, how's a 17? 17, you, uh, you managed to shoot a fish out of the barrel faster than the, uh, your competitor. Give me an athletics check. 13. You manage to run through the labyrinth some more, get yourself to the next post with the, uh, the fish in the barrel. Give me one more attack roll. 27. Okay. You shoot this fish out of the barrel and right behind you, you see your competitor like right on your heels. He's getting set up to take a shot as well. Give me another athletics check. 10. This competitor is caught up with you and you two are at the last fish in a barrel. Give me an attack roll. 22. You get it. And from there, you see the finish line, a black flag waving, ready for you to grab it. In the past, you did. Almost conditioned, you do again. Is that fair? Yes. You get another plus two to your dexterity mod, or sorry, to your dexterity score. <laughs> okay. Durak, you are back amongst these blights. Just wave after wave of blight. Give me, give me three attack rolls. We have an 11, a 19, and a nat 20. You begin to wipe out these blights. You're just mowing them down. And behind you, from behind you, you see a flying hatchet. Just come and kill one you were about to kill. And when you look, you see a shadowy figure as a competitor as well. They snap their hands and their hatchets back in their hand. And they throw it at the next one. And it goes down. And by the end of it... You have killed more of these blights than your competitor. Standing before you in a a big trophy is a, a pulsating red rock that in the past you have grabbed. And I, I assume yeah. you grab again. Yeah. You also get plus two to your strength score. I'm already at a 20 on my strength score. Son, I said you get a plus two. <gasps> and my dex is... My dex is 24 right now, so. <laughs> you at you at 22, my dude. You click on it because D&D Beyond is never Sure, easy. sure. Just click on strength and you can override it. Oh, wow. Holy shit. Cash. Oh, no. <laughs> Cash, you don't sleep. I mean, I, I imagine you kind of doze off here and there, but you don't really sleep. And I think in one of the dozes... You find yourself at a table and sitting across from you is that suit that you were wearing, the the bark suit, and it speaks to you. Hello, Cash. Hi. Do it. Are we on a first name basis? Do I know your first name? Tree? Re- Reese to Beth? Beth? Is that? If that pleases you. 
At this point, you may have it. I mean, can I call you? We're gonna make up names. Like, let's let's come up with a fun name. I mean, like, I don't know, a Carl. It leans back in its chair, and it doesn't have a mouth per se, but you can tell that it's amused. Carl, it is. <laughs> yeah, it feels good. I like it. Has a good mouth feel, Carl. Cash and Carl. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Till the end of time, or until you have become a spent asset. No, I like until the end of time better. Let's just keep things positive. Cash, you have resisted me at every turn. And I can't say I care for it. Uh, listen, you gotta play hard to get. I mean, that's how Cash reels in the ladies. You don't just give it up. Gotta, gotta let them think about you. The suit stands walks over behind you and places its gross hands on your shoulders and it says I'm Joe Biden (laughs) 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 I'm sorry (laughs) oh man all I need is a thumping heart for what I have to do I don't even need a willing participant I just need the heat from another person to power my final tasks. And you know, with the favor I fulfilled for you, I think that's the least you can do. I, I, I mean, listen, hear me out, pal. We could find, listen, there's gotta be another one of you, right? Okay, I go to them. I ask them for a favor, for a thumping heart. Easy peasy, right? And then I give that to you. See, this is like, it's called a loan shark situation. This is, you know, those check advance places that keep coming up on all the corners of all the cities. Yeah, I, we will get this figured out. Uh, it's not a problem. Mine is pretty cool where it's at. Let's, uh, we could find you someone better uh, than me, pal. Uh, it, remember Cash and Carl to the end of time. I, you know, to the end of time, indeed. And you kind of jolt awake as suddenly, like, it just runs its hands down your arms and suddenly you're wearing this suit again. You gain nothing. <laughs> but you no longer have, I believe you, I, you were given some sort of penalty. Yeah, I, in the past. I lost HP. You no longer have that. That's gone. Okay. You're you're back to normal. Am I? <laughs> so you're back to normal as far as that goes. Morning has come. The sky is red as you crest the hill leading to the university. You see in the distance the sun is rising. The wind rushes past you as the airship continues towards the school until one moment when everything stops. You feel a deep bassy rumble in your gut. Thunder? No. The sky is clear. You feel it again, and it's coming from your chest. You look down, and you see the black strings strumming, and you all hear a deep voice in your minds whisper, It's time. Everyone give me wisdom saving throws. 24. 
24, shit. Yardy, what you got? Four. Four, cash? Nine. Nine. Okay. The ship is in the air. Before this happens, the ship is in the air. It is hovering over the woods. And Yardy, things go kind of black for a moment. And cash for you as well. Durak, you see the two of them jump off the boat. And as they're falling, they each come up with some way to land safely. Yardy uses the cape of the Nightcrawler that Cash loaned to him to land safely. Cash extends his arm and a vine comes off of the ring and kind of Spider-Man swings himself gently onto the ground in the woods. And before you know it, you're jumping as well. And things go black for you. Yardy, you're back at the biathlon. You're running through the labyrinth and each barrel of fish is now moving. When one is shot, it spills over and the fish fall out and begin to flop around. You reach the end of it. The flag is there. You reach for it. And everything goes black again. Durak, you're plowing your way through blights again in this same dreamscape. And the trophy be appears before you, the red thumping rock. And you grab it. And you black out as well. Cash, you come back at some point. You're standing at the front of the school, and you see a tower up top. This green light is kind of arcing out of the tower. And you feel your entire body become engulfed in the wooden suit. And you grow up into that tower. And you see at the top of the school in this tower... Madia and Moth are standing with Lolt's leg between them. Moth is engulfed in vines and held in place, and Madia morphs into a mind flayer. The same one that you saw in that vision. It approaches Moth with a knife and collects a large amount of blood from her. And he places it in a gun-like contraption and pierces himself with the needle at the end. And then he grabs Lalt's leg. Front approaches him, glassy-eyed, carrying a black orb. And you black out. Time has passed. You have no idea how much. But you know that you awaken on a cold stone floor. It's dark, save for the pulsating light of Toril's broken heart beating atop Lolt's leg. The shadow fabric engulfs the last piece of a bright light. The red light from the staff illuminates the face of the Mind Flayer. Behind it on the ground is Moth slowly bleeding out. The Mind Flayer looks down to all of you and says, I cannot thank you enough for your help. Before long, the Underdark will overtake 
this land, and the way will be paved for the Brain Father, the All Brain, the God Brain. And your help has been crucial. He looks over at Front and says, This one in particular, my lord, look at him. His voice, so much more powerful. Would you like a demonstration? He snaps his fingers and looks at Durak. And Front looks at him. Your brain can't fathom the word he said. It's, it's, you know, he, you know, he said something else, but you do hear the faintest whisper of kill. And Durak falls dead. The race to Beth has been a blessing for this whole endeavor, combining the most powerful staff with the most powerful sympathetic item to steal the sun and send it elsewhere. It's been perfect. And now the Underdark can crawl its way up here and overtake the land just as the God Brain would want it. I'm taking a pause here because I've been talking a lot. And I, I know I've been doing narration and stuff like that, but I want to give you guys the shot to do something if you'd like. I'd kind of like to smoke a bowl, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> are me and Cash bound, or are we... You're just... You're not bound. You are You are on the ground. You feel hungover as fuck. You are no longer blessed with that boon of dexterity. You're back to normal. And where are we? We're in the school again? You're at the top of this tower where Cash saw Moth and Madia. Can you describe the room to us? It's not so much a room. I, this is going to sound ridiculous. I want you to imagine a, a large bell tower. In the top, there is a large bell, but there's just a stone floor on the ground around you, and it's open to the air with a, let's say, four-foot wall all around. You know, if you look over the wall, you can see, you know, down below. Yardi begins to pray, and he is calling out to Salune. And this, this is probably in his head. I don't think he's giving away the game yeah. to the people around him. Yeah. I don't think you told me that information for no reason. I don't think there was a mistake there. I think you put Ethan there to let me know what I'm supposed to do. And I thank you for it. Yardi takes a really deep breath and he steals himself and he looks at Cash and he goes, Well, I told you I wasn't going to get disintegrated this time. And he leaps at the Mind Flayer trying to grab Lolf's leg and even if he can't do that, he wants to bring him over the edge with him. Just give me a straight dexterity roll. Unless, can you think of anything that this this would be besides just straight dexterity? Like, maybe acrobatics? I'll give you that. Like, I'm, I'm thinking like Jason Todd Nightwing like, okay. I'm jumping up and trying to grab him, grab all of this stuff, and then jump off of the, the yes. cliff if I can't get lost legs. Yeah. 
Okay, so... Uh, I, will, I will straight out tell you the DC is 14. Okay, David Telstra, don't fail me now. <laughs> it's a 22. Okay. You leap at this Mind Flayer, and you have Lolt's leg in your hands. It stares at you, and it says, Very good, little kitty. Now what? So I'm, I, I am physically touching Lost Leg right now. You are holding it. Do I have any inkling of what I can do with it? It's a magical staff. As, as you are holding it, the Mind Flayer takes the black shadow fabric off of the pedestal it was on and begins to kind of mess with it. And you can see the Mind Flayer begin to unfold it. And it gets larger. It says, Lost Leg is infamous for only working with those with drow blood in their veins. What was your end game? Uh, Yardy headbutts the Mind Flayer. <laughs> yes! Give me an attack roll. <laughs> I don't know what my unarmed attack is. Hold I on. think it's your oh. strength. I don't think you're proficient in unarmed combat. No, nope, it's just a plus two. Um, Cash. All right, so it's plus two. I'm giving bardic inspiration to Yardy. Cash sees this happening and is just like, get it. You get it. <laughs> what do I roll for bardic inspiration? I'm going to need it. <laughs> yeah. oh, shit. I think it's, it's I another think it D20. Also, well, it's a D8. Yeah, hold on. Yeah, of course. I'm a, go- I'm, I'm a god. Come on. We've already We've established, established this. Ah, la, la, la. 1d8. Okay. 15 total. That is just a hit. I think it's just your strength score, so that's that's two damage to it. You headbutt it right in the beak, and it, it like, as it's just kind of looking at you, kind of guffawing, it's... <laughs> what Yardy wants to do, I'm hoping that I disarmed him. I grabbed it and stunned him enough that it's in my hands. The the shadow fabric? No, just Lolf's leg. The You have it. Okay. It's in your hands, yeah. As he's recovering, I want to go over to Moth and drink some of her blood. Give me a moment. Because what you just said is fucking buck wild. <laughs> <laughs> you said she's bleeding out, which means she's got an open wound, which means there is drow blood available. Moth looks at you as you approach to drink her blood. (laughs) Jesus Christ. And she says, please don't. It's been a hell of a day. Yardy crouches down. Well, do you have any better ideas? We've got to get Durak back on his feet. She looks at you and she looks down and she kind of points to the ground And you see that she's crawled a bit around the tower and she's left a trail of blood behind her, making almost a circle, a circle that you and Cash are standing in. And you see with her blood, she makes a glyph within the circle. And it's next to one other glyph 
these two glyphs are the ones, the tabaxi symbol names for Yardian Cash that you made. And she says, I will do everything I can here, but you're going to need Durak. Find him. And she slams her hand on this circle. And Lolth's leg glows. And a giant white portal opens beneath you and you are falling. And you wake up in the Outer Plains room again. But it's a little less chill. There are people running around in this room talking to Ethan. And he... He is very panicked and he looks at you. This book is changing editions in the middle of him reading it. Nothing is certain anymore. The clock on his wall is no longer a, a culmination of strange, impossible shapes. It's now a Salvador Dali like actual clock and it is just dripping mess on the floor beneath it. And Ethan looks to you and he says, Okay, we have a lot of things that need to be fixed, and I don't know which one to start with. Good Better Quest is a Final Plank Media production. Today's GM was David Hallman. Players were Kate Huff, Doug Hawley, and Nolan Lacey. Music provided by TabletopAudio.com and Kevin McLeod. Introduction music, A Prelude of Space, by My Instant Lunch. As always, thank you for listening.